Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello, welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. I'm so excited to be here today with Cheryl Schaefer. Cheryl, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Grace, for having me on your podcast today. Yeah, I think, you know, what you do is so important and there's still so much unknown about this segment of, I'll call it dentistry just because it, it involves the mouth, but um, yeah, so tell me, tell me about you and what you do. What I do, thank you for asking, because I'm very excited to share about it, is I was a clinical dental hygienist for over 25 years and then kind of transitioned into the field of myofunctional therapy. And it has changed my life and the life of others in ways that um, I just want to spread the word. That's awesome. So why did you become interested in, in this? What made you think, you know, I should, I should change my path. I loved being a hygienist. I loved helping people with their periodontal disease and early detection of, you know, inflammation in the mouth and decay, but there was so much more. And I wanted to dive deeper into the understanding of airway, sleep, and how the oral function affects their cranial facial development. And there's kind of like a rabbit hole you get in. Once you start learning, you cannot stop. You get addicted to all the books and all the other podcasts and the articles. Uh, there has been quite a few articles written in the different dental and hygiene magazines, which are phenomenal. But I would say one of the core reasons that I'm so passionate about this is my own child. And I would say most of us that are um, really paving the way to understanding how function affects their life and their dental eruption and um, orthodontics is when you've experienced in your own family. So my son was born with all kinds of problems as far as mouth breathing, chronic ear infections. When his teeth came in, he was grinding his teeth, snoring. And so I took him to all kinds of different doctors to treat the different symptoms. Why is he snoring? Why is he having chronic ear infections? You know, why is he breathing through his mouth all the time? We had problems with breastfeeding. The biggest red flag for us was he couldn't pronounce words the letter R. And we had him in speech for six years, doing all the little exercises. His name was Rick. So he came out with Wick or Lick and became bullied. And so it was an emotional and physical journey for me as his mother and him as well. We, I finally said, okay, something's wrong with all these things. Took him to an oral surgeon, found out he had a tongue tie and we did not release the tongue tie until between eighth and ninth grade. And after that, it, he right away was able to speak clearly, have confidence. It changed his life to the point he wrote his college essay on it. And um, so I never want any mother or child to go through what I went through with the breathing disorders and the speaking disorders and just not being able to use his mouth properly. Mm -hmm. so, so this has directly impacted your life, your son's life. Very much so. What would you recommend to a parent listening that's thinking, you know, that sounds like it might be my child? 
That's a great question. And I have a lot of parents that search me out, that Google search, what's going on with my child? Why, why? And there's been a lot of information out there about the consequences of breathing through your mouth versus your nose, the consequences of having your tongue push against your teeth with what is commonly called a tongue thrust swallow. And they're looking. Uh, they're searching for dental offices, for support, for anybody that can help their child find the why of what's going on. Um, I recommend for the parents to what I call read your lips. So often I'll say to the parents, does your child breathe through your, their mouth or through their nose? And the mom's like, I don't know. I never paid any attention. Does your child snore at night? And so read their lips. Are their lips together or apart? That's all you gotta do. And same in the dental team. I tell the dental team, you know, when you're doing your medical history forms, see them in the, well, we don't use reception areas anymore, but are their lips together while they're waiting for you? Are they apart? Where is their tongue? And how does those muscles influence your case? Like if they're pushing their tongue against a new prostodontic case or orthodontic case, it makes a difference. The other thing I suggest for the parents and, um, I just, I have a situation with a little guy I'm working with right now. The mom brought him to me because I have a thumb sucking elimination program. She was very concerned with all the germs in the world that he's sucking his thumb and wants him to stop, doesn't want his hands in his mouth. And so when they come, I always think airway first. How are they breathing? Where is their tongue? And the mom said, why are you asking about his airway in his sleep when he sucks his thumb? And I'm like, well, because we have to start with why. What is the root cause of what's going on? So I looked down his throat, he had tonsils that filled his throat. I said, okay, how's he sleeping? Well, you know, he breathes through his mouth, he snores, he's restless, he's got hyperactive attention issues in school. I said, I, I need you to do me a favor. And this is an important thing that any office can do. Ask the parents to do a one minute video, two minute video of their sleeping twice bring it in. So she brought the video in and she showed it to me. We're watching him snore, move about. Then he stopped breathing. I started counting. One, two, three, got to 13 before he gasped for his next breath. And I said to the mom, I said, today, you need to call your pediatrician and get a sleep study because there's something going on here. So she had the sleep study done. Turns out he has sleep apnea. He stopped breathing an average of nine times an hour. And now then the pediatrician sent him to the ENT. The ENT is scheduled to take his tonsils out in a couple of weeks. So, and, so is that a typical process like pediatrician, sleep study, ENT, that, that's the order of the doctors? It always depends on the why. Yeah. So I have another case, the orthodontist put a habit appliance in her mouth because she had six millimeter open bite and the orthodontist could not get the bite to close because the tongue kept pushing between the teeth. And um, so just like the other little guy I was talking about with his thumb, I told the mom, we can't take his thumb away because he's using his thumb to lower his tongue and bring his jaw forward so he can breathe. He's using so it as an adaption. So the other little girl that I saw mm -hmm. with the open bite, she didn't have large tonsils. And I'm like, there's something going on. We've got to bring in the specialist. We have to bring in an integrative team. We can't work in isolation. Turn, and I said, I think she has extreme allergies. I think she's taking her tongue, even with the habit appliance bar in, 
she still was thrusting her tongue around the habit appliance that the orthodontist had in. And um, because she has to breathe, she has to open her airway. And it turned out she had extreme allergies to dust and things that were, you know, dogs. And so we had to have the allergist and the pediatrician get involved to solve the allergy. So you kind of have to, it's like putting on a detective hat. So if you see them breathing through their mouth, if you see their <clears throat> tongue forward, you see them pushing their tongue against your orthodontic prosthodontic case, you have to back up and say why. The mm -hmm. body is compensating for a reason. Yes. So I have to tell you, I'm extremely interested in this topic because everything you just said applies to my six-year-old daughter. We always come back. And I am actually going to push this podcast a lot quicker mm -hmm. because I'm going to force my husband to listen to it today. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> and um, I've been, you know, talking to him about this for a long time mm -hmm. because I, I mean, I have a few dental, dental teams, not many. I don't think this is very widely accepted yet. I think there's still a lot that we the need re to do. The research is coming out. The, yeah. There's a lot of us in the field that are working very hard because what we see, what the parents experience, the children experience, the adults, because I work with adults to experience, they, they feel a total body health difference. Yes. It starts with the mouth. We breathe, eat, and drink through our mouth. We and dentistry are the gatekeepers of the mouth. And we are we are the oral health physicians, is what I yes. tell everybody. We are not dentitians, right. we are oral health physicians. And People scream from the mountaintops. People put posts on Facebook about me all the time. Like, oh, I came to Cheryl for the thumb and left with my child getting her, his sleep apnea. And so the, the parent will tell everybody they know about your practice when yes. you reach them at their heart. Yes. Um, just like what you're saying, Grace, I um, did a, so my, I'm a speaker also, because I just want to spread the word. I spoke online because it was a six hour presentation that I was the keynote for three hours in the beginning and it went to online and I said okay well I guess I'm just going to do it and see how it goes I don't know how I'm going to reach anybody but I'll do the best I can I got a call afterwards from a hygienist and she said I have never been told about function I never was told where the tongue belonged that there was a right way to breathe swallow what you said resonated I want to learn everything I can so I gave her resources of books and articles and websites to look at. She called me back three days later, just like you. And she said, I think my son has a problem. And yeah. I said, have him contact me. So her son contacted me and I've been working with her son and um, helped him find out the why of what was going on with all his forward head, neck and back pain, mouth breathing symptoms. And we're done with his treatment. He's doing phenomenal. And the mom has gone on to study myofunctional therapy because she said, how did I not get this component in school when I'm an oral health professional? Well, and I think just being a dentist, being an oral health physician, I also am a huge you know, advocate for elevating the perception of, of dentistry as a whole. Um, being in that space, it's, it's your responsibility to learn all you can about your area of expertise. Just like if someone came to me with a marketing question and I said, no, nah, you know, I don't really wanna learn about that. I don't really wanna do that. That's okay, but then you don't, don't call yourself an expert by any means. Well, <laughs> You're not you gonna can keep learning. Learn all you can, yes. but also have a collaborative team. Yes. And um, I have a collaborative team that I meet with about once a month or so. Um, now, you know, we try to meet online and in our team, 
We have a dental hygienist, a speech and language pathologist, a vision therapist, a physical therapist, an oral surgeon, pediatric dentist, yeah. um, a doctor of osteopath. And what we do is we sit at a table and we take our complicated cases and we say, through your eyes and my myo eyes, how do you in see this case? Um, another example is I tell people, if you were going to go to um, a surgeon for a hip, you wouldn't go to one that specializes in the shoulder. So, and it is okay for dentists to know which other dentists, like you might have a dentist that specializes in sleep or one that right. specializes in different orthodontic appliances. So I have um, a team of different dental people that have picked a lane to specialize in that we all collaborate and I'm on speed dial with them. And we call each other all the time about their cases. If it's a TMJ disorder, I have TMJ specialists that they're, putting in the appliances, but I help them with the jaw stability and the function of the tongue rest posture, getting the stress and pressure off of the joints and helping them relax in their function as well as their job of the appliance. So we, um, we work like a, just a team to help it. them reach their goals. It's, I love it. Yeah. I've never had so much fun in my life. And it's something that, you know, once, once a, a person, whether it's a dental team or whether it's a hygienist, you know, becomes, because um, there's a certification process, right? Correct. To become an right. orofacial myologist. So you can go through the certification process. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so I am certified as an orofacial myologist. Awesome. So once someone, you know, decides, I, I heard this podcast and what Cheryl's doing is changing lives. Mm -hmm. I want to get involved in this. I want to learn more about this. Um, you know, once you do have that, or, or if you're a dentist and you're thinking, you know, maybe I need to bring this special, this specialty, and I don't know if I can call it a specialty, but for lack of a better word, this area of expertise into my practice, you know, how can they do that? What's a good starting point? Can they reach out to you? Of course. I, again, it is my passion to spread the word is to raise everybody up. I want everybody to be raised up to understand because the more of us that understand how function impacts structure, the more word to get at, the more that we are all elevated as a profession. Um, and so contact me, you know, call me and I'm, I'd be happy to guide anybody towards resources and directions. I'm going to share this everywhere I can. I'm really going to Thank push you. this, this video cast and podcast because not only do I think it's important for parents, I think it's important for every oral health care provider right. to have access to this and to implement this in their practice. And as a parent, um, and just as a consumer, I'm not seeing a lot of information about this. And I think it's an area for us to make a huge impact in the right. lives of, of just so many people, parents, uh, children, other. and adults. So there awesome. is research out there with Dr. Zaghi that has shown that with the AHI scores, if you do myofunctional therapy where you tone and um, get the muscles of the throat and the tongue, it's 60% reduction in the AHI score for people with sleep apnea. So people that I've worked with that are adults that are wearing CPAPs or the oral appliance, if we also help their, what I call the melon putty score, it's known as that is like, where's the soft palate in relationship to the tongue? How much airway is there? Um, if I give them oral pharyngeal exercises, toning that, getting the tongue on the roof of the mouth instead of falling back, 
but myofunctional therapy also supports the adults with sleep apnea. During this time of COVID, there's never been a better time to breathe properly and sleep properly and have the best immune system you can have and restorative sleep you can have. Absolutely. And this podcast and video cast is all about how do we grow as a profession? How do we, how do we, how do we further ourselves and our profession? If you're someone who has brought this into your practice, you're thinking about bringing it into your practice, don't forget to educate your community. Don't forget to market on these things because there's so many people right now going, I do that, I do that, I can help people. I'm also certified, probably not as many people as I'd like to see, but there are some. And there's such a, a lack of, I'm gonna say marketing, because it's not a bad word. There's a lack of marketing and ed education educational marketing around what we truly provide as high level, you know, oral health care um, physicians. And so, remember the patient is searching for it. The patient is searching for answers and they are on the, the computer searching in keywords, looking for answers for what they're struggling with, with sleep and breathing and the tongue pushing against the teeth. I have had some kids I've seen that have had braces two, sometimes three times, and then the muscles of the face um, don't help the retention of the orthodontic treatment. Yes. I love, I always, I'm a huge advocate of search engine marketing. I've been doing it for 12 years and really mm -hmm. getting creative with content and keywords that you include. Mm -hmm. I am also a huge advocate of educational marketing, utilizing video to educate. And now that we have social media platforms, we can put out educational videos that have parents going, wait, that sounds like my kid. And that's what we, we really need to, to take the responsibility to educate our communities once we do have the ability to provide this level of care. So um, Cheryl, tell me, what else would you like to leave people with in terms of, you know, just in getting in contact with you in terms of maybe how you can help them? Um, sure. And, Thank and you. Let's, let's go there. The name of my company is Facial Function and it's facialfunction.com. You can email me at Cheryl Schaefer at facialfunction.com. Make sure Schaefer doesn't have any extra letters. And then, I'm going to spell that too. It's C-H-E-R-Y-L, Cheryl, S-H-A-F-E-R. At facialfunction.com. And my phone number is 410-707-7235. Again, I'm on a... a journey, a passion to spread the word. I speak at, you know, individual offices. I speak at dental society meetings, colleges, um, just because I really feel like we're the oral health physician and it all starts with the mouth. And we are, I think, one of the most important medical fields out there. I agree completely. Cheryl, thank you so thank much. You. Thanks this for having information me. is going to... Well, Grace, I look forward to hearing more about your child. Thank you. I will. We should do an update on this in a few months. We really should. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.